Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Hello and welcome to Practice Blueprints Free Friday, Country Doctors Practice Blueprints Free Friday. It's a mouthful. We're going to come up with a title. Hey. I'm just like, hey. Remember in the good old days? One word intro. Hey. And then we dive in. One word intros. There's nothing wrong with that. I miss that. We Um, are uh, super excited about this particular... Hi, Good morning, Thanks Ruth. For, thanks Good for morning. joining us. Super excited about this particular topic. It is one that has been, um, well, first of all, the, 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 the cleansing calendar of cleanses has been with us for about the last six, seven years. But, mm-hmm. but doing those things have... <laughs> boo. boo. She must have tuned into our hiccups. Oh, the hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> so great. It's been a part of our clinical practice since before we had a clinic, right? I mean, yeah. it was... It's one of those um, early disciplines. Cleansing has been Cleansing. part of your your disciplines since before you had a clinic. Is yeah, that what 100%, you mean? Yeah. But the actual calendar of cleanses has only been around has only been around for six seven years. Yeah. I when I when you introduced me to this, I was like, hashtag genius. Yeah, I thought so. And you were like, yeah, it was my idea. I was like, <laughs> But it's I have genius. one every 10 years. But we also want to give a shout out to Dr. Christopher. Yes, if you guys 100%. don't follow, the School of Natural Healing puts out um, a newsletter. Um, they also have a radio show. Yep. They're really, really big like us on that free education and always continuing to also yep. pay it forward. Yep. Um, that's really kind of what their school is built on, right? Yeah. David, um, David and Fawn have done an amazing job. They've kept the herb shop going. Mm-hmm. They've kept the school going. I believe the school started in 1959, roughly. I think I'm fairly close on that. It's the oldest herbal school in the country that you can yeah. actually get your master herbalist degree from. And John Christopher was still alive and teaching when my father went through. That's so cool. And him and Richard Schultz kind of, um, you know, spent a little time, I guess, learning from each other or learning mm-hmm. from, you know, I think Richard might have been in, even involved with uh, with uh, Dr. Christopher before my father. And I think it was partly because of Richard uh, that my dad actually chose that school. So. If you go Very online, cool. if you go online yeah. and look up at Dr. Bison's, I think it's Dr. Bison's videos with Richard Schultz, you'll see some of the old 70s style video stuff on YouTube. I it's might have to kinda, do that. That sounds it's like really fascinating. You can still find weekend. Dr. Christopher on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. You just type in Christopher Cayenne or Christopher 
cleanses, right? Bow yeah. cleanses, liver cleanses, like what we're going to be talking about in more detail. Yeah, His you son David also just did um, a YouTube video. I saw Nora shared it. Thank you, Nora. Um, I'll be sure to repost that in the group so that all the practitioners can tune into that as well. Um, but he just recently did a video as well just to kind of touch base on viruses and some oh. facts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, some stuff that we yeah. need to be aware of. Yes. Yeah, so we're well, very cool. grateful for them. We want to give them a shout-out because yes. I think if it wasn't for the School of Natural Healing and everything that John Christopher and David Christopher have done yep. in the early Yep. Um, then we probably wouldn't even have this. That's right. I don't know. That's right. He was, you know what I mean? He was one of the top two herbalists this country ever produced. Mm-hmm. Um, his his material and is timeless. It's evergreen in terms of uh, how to use it and how to benefit from it and how mm-hmm. safe it is and the efficacy behind it and mm-hmm. and all of that. So Hannah Kroger's right up there with him uh, yeah. from Boulder. Yeah. Right? She yeah. did some amazing things as well. Um, but yeah, there's just uh, really history is going to uh, keep Dr. Christopher clearly in the top five uh, of all time, I'm sure. So Yeah, absolutely. So one of the reasons I always love covering this is because it's a big win-win. Or as yes. you would say, no-lose. It's a no-lose situation. <laughs> it's no-lose. Now, that being said, especially for practitioners, and we're going to actually do a cross-section of this. Yeah. We're going to put this in the Practice Blueprint podcast. But we're also going to put this segment on total wellness radio okay. which is more driven for the you know the consumer listening audience out there yeah um, but this is something that everybody regardless of who you are what your health concerns are and conditions um, what are your age male female doesn't matter you are going to benefit greatly mm-hmm. Amy and Deborah thank, thank you for, for joining, joining us, us. Travis Everybody benefits from cleansing. Now, yep. there's like a few exceptions, like when you're pregnant, for example. Thank you. Yep. Do you need to cleanse and nourish? Absolutely. But maybe let's just cleanse another time yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you're not pregnant, right? Yeah. Because um, we don't want to pass anything on to baby. Nourishing is super, super important. We talked about that last week yep. on the Q&A Zoom about pregnant mamas how important it is for them to nourish. That's why we're real big on Country Doctor Superfood. Yep. But um, and then children is another one. It's it's a bit challenging to get children to go through cleanses. So if it's not absolutely necessary, we'll typically just focus more on nourishing yep. um, with their diets because their bodies Helping with that youth is is naturally cleansing them as well. And this brings up a little side subject, and you can help me yeah. with address this for folks because I've heard it said before. Sometimes by parents. Well, they won't eat that. What do you? What are your? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like if fruits and vegetables and wholesome grains, yes. good quality dairy. If that's what's in the house to eat, and yes. that's the choices, then I, I guess I don't understand maybe that point of view. Yeah. No. It's it's a great. I will cover it. I okay. would say I'm kind of in the middle. Okay. Of like my kids aren't the absolute healthiest. They do eat things they shouldn't eat. But they definitely are light years away from probably the average children their age. Okay. As far so it's as about consistency <clears throat> and choices and everything we yeah. talk about with adults. And I, yeah, and I have had moments where, um, where we've had some some not so pretty, <laughs> not so pretty conversations about how you won't starve and there's another meal tomorrow if you don't want to eat. Um, <laughs> there have been some tears at bedtime that they're going to bed hungry. Um, and, and I think that's maybe where parents get sucked in yeah. to, um, 
wanting I'm to get in because they feel like they're abusing their child. Um, I know logically we can actually go two to three weeks fasting um, as long as we stay hydrated and our electrolytes balanced. Yeah. So I know my child who ate all day long and refused to eat dinner because they didn't prefer whatever you know whatever it is now i've i've said hey if you want to pick out you know the broccoli out of that soup because you don't like broccoli you're welcome to do that they want me to pick the broccoli out i don't i don't have time for that right and so it is it's tough because parents think that they're abusing their kids and it's really really tough when your kid is crying and saying they're hungry and they can't go to bed hungry but at the end of the day the parent decides what food's available in the house to begin with so if there's if there's twinkies or doritos yeah. And Mountain Dew, that that choice was made prior to the child. Yes. So that kind of falls under the parents. But if there's mm-hmm. bananas and apples and, and seeds and nuts and things to, to munch on and yep. good quality dairy and cheese and, yep. you know, then that was also the decide. you know, so the... I wish I could think of, there's a documentary where they, where, where they follow a set of parents, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the name because there's so many documentaries we yep. plug into, right? Um, but there's a set of parents with an autistic child and and they follow these parents as they make dietary changes and then also the point of the documentary is monitoring how those dietary changes actually affect the child's behavior and their ability to communicate and speak and their ability to not have fits right and so um the first couple of days you follow in the documentary the child is having these absolute like knockdown drag out fights with their parents screaming yes I can't eat that. I won't eat that. Right. And so, um, and I think they even had like a day or two of the child not eating and the parents, you can see the parents very stressed of like, I don't want to starve my child. I don't want to starve my child. And the person who is coaching them through that, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get through this. And then when you see them about a week later, and the child is eating fruits and vegetables and the child because because eventually the child will the children will yes. if they don't have other choices yep. and the more that they are sort of I don't want to say forced but encouraged to do that right by yep. not having these other options available the more their body will crave those healthy foods because the body recognizes oh this nourishes me this makes me feel, I better. feel better so now suddenly I want the fruits and I want the vegetables um, and this is a key to the topic today, mm-hmm. cleansing. Yes. It starts with the diet. Yes. So we're not off track at all. I mean, people are like, what are we talking about kids and making choices? But yeah. the point is, is that the, the, the body's ability to restore, rebuild, repair, cleanse, and nourish starts with the diet. Yes. Then, oh, by the way, there are some amazing, historically proven, yeah. validated by people like Hannah Kroger and, yeah. and John Christopher and Richard Schultz and Sam Young and the country doctor here and all the other people that know yeah. about this stuff. It's validated clinically and scientifically, historically to enhance the body's ability to play, play catch up a little bit. Sometimes we got to play yeah. catch up. And that's really what cleanses position us to do. Yeah. Short-term cleanses, specific areas or systems of the body. We play a little catch-up, right? And yep. then that way as we're keeping our diet on point, not perfectly but consistently, yeah. right? That's our big thing too, is to be consistent about my choices, thoughtful about my choices, the quality of fuel and the food that I'm, I'm giving the body on a daily basis. Then I'm positioning the body to not have to yeah. play catch-up so much. Same with the kids. They always perform better, behave better, better, have better emotional out, you know, yeah. emotional stability, sleep better, 
um, cognitive it's also focus, their foundation, everything. It's their foundation. Right? Like my generation, yep. we were the kind of the first generation to grow up on GMOs. We were sort yep. of this experiment, yep. so to speak, right? Yep. And so a lot of people my age or in their 20s mm-hmm. are, you know, so in their 30s or 20s, are struggling to get through the cleanses because their foundation from childhood wasn't there. It was either only processed foods, right, Um, fast food, or if they were starting to actually consume some fruits and vegetables, that's when GMOs were really coming, like, really out there. So so the foundation for children is super important. Yeah. When 1974, I think, yeah, was the first... A burger joint that came to my hometown in Townsend, Montana, mm-hmm. and it was an A and W, and my grandmother forbid us to go over there and eat that. She said it was garbage. The steak that those buns aren't fit to eat. They're not good for you. They'll give you a tummy ache. She would tell us all this stuff. Now my grandmother ran a motel for a living and and was a worked in restaurant industry. Right? She wasn't mm-hmm. a clinician or a practitioner, but she knew just knew from her experience, mm-hmm. knew from what she had grown up with that that stuff was no good. So she used to make us her version of a hamburger. Mm-hmm. And if any of you had a grandmother like this, it was a burger about, meat was about that thick, big around, on square whole wheat bread that got all soggy and sticky when you ate it and everything was falling out the edges. It didn't fit. It wasn't fun, right? Burger companies, It wasn't the perfect. Burger companies figured out to make the bun round. So it was more fun. Um, anyways, it was just garbage, so... Yeah. What's Travis say here? Additionally, I like regular six. He likes the regular sixteen schedule. eight eating schedule, allowing the body to rest the majority of the day. Yeah, that's. So a I'm good assuming idea. what you're saying there is that all of your foods are consumed within an eight hour period during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I know I feel better when I eat like a big lunch. Yep. And a light dinner. That's me. That's me. Big lunch. I'm a dinner. I'm a I'm a load up at noon, graze at night, but don't graze on garbage. Yeah. 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 So, this all so, contributes to the necessity of cleansing, yes. is the whole point of the conversation. Yes, absolutely. But it's always diet first, diet right? Diet first. Here's the thing be. with the cleanses and why it's a win-win, or as you would say, no, no lose. lose. No lose. No um, lose. Is that it's, it's beneficial for you and your clients. Mm-hmm. It's one of the pieces we use, especially when transitioning to maintenance, or if working with somebody long distance and you don't really know what's going on with them then everybody can benefit from cleansing and nourishing because who was it that when they would they would they were on like a three week turnaround just to get people into their clinic and so they'd have them start oh, with a bowel cleanse. Oh that was okay. Richard Schultz. They'd start, yeah, in he'd, San start, Diego. he'd have his clients because they couldn't get into the office for like three weeks, he'd have them start with a bowel cleanse yep. and, and superfood. Super yep. And cleanse then and by the time they got to the office, eighty percent of the people's chief concern was resolved just by doing those two things. Mm-hmm. So that is just a perfect example of why this benefits everybody. Um, it helps get your clients in that proactive mindset, yep. right? It also, it's good for their health. I have I have yet to meet a person who completed a bowel cleanse yep. and didn't rave about it. Yep. Um, Still and, to this day. And so, and I've, and I've been in other practitioners' offices where they're, I've watched their clients come in. This is the coolest thing, I think. When I, hear, when I get to watch one of their clients walk in and go, I need to pick up one of those bowel cleanses. I haven't done one of those for a little bit. And they always make me feel so amazing. And I'm like, oh, how 
cool is that? Um, but we always start with the bow cleanse. You'll notice at the bottom, they kind of go in order. If you want me to send you a copy of this, I can, or it's in the file section of this group. Okay. So you can access it there as well. Um, but we always go in the order. So even if they're not following the calendar exactly, they're going to go in the order. Do you want to explain what that, what the, that means for the people? Most people aren't aware, even, even sometimes practitioners, we struggle to explain this in a way that a client can understand. Mm. We don't need to speak like doctors. Mm -hmm. we, need to, we need to communicate in a manner that we're, we're going to develop the habit of communicating. And so I always speak in terms of what for, for clients. Yeah. When you think about the liver, the bowel, the kidneys, the lymphatic, all these different systems that are designed to keep us pure and detoxified and absorb the nutrition that we take in from the food, there are certain areas of the body that are going to have more toxins than others. The bowel only eliminates about 5% of the overall toxins the body has produced that is a, per, a byproduct of metabolism or they call it exotoxins, toxins that have entered from the outside in air, water, food, pollutants, things like that. And the bowel only gets rid of about 5% of that, but it's more toxic than the other 95% combined. Mm. That's why we have to start with the bowel. You know, there's a uh, flyer that's in our, in our book, uh, The Ultimate Healing System. It was produced by Eric Daniels. Thank you, Eric. It's, uh, the title is Death Begins in the Colon. Mm. And no, excuse me. Eric Daniels did the uh, allergy one. Sorry, the milk one. Um, got my got my authors mixed up there for a second. Sorry, but death but begins, death in, begins the in the colons. Is, is a really good read. Is a very it's important a read. read. But it's a bit of a challenging read. Fifty-two different uh, medical doctors, physicians, mm -hmm. got together and compared notes, basically in conference setting, and they talked about digestion and hormones and skin quality and obesity and metabolism and immune system responses and all these different things, arthritic conditions mm. and, and chronic non-resolving infections and all these things. And what one of the things that they observed globally, okay, was that there's a strong corollary between all of those illnesses, I, I prefer to call it, you know, lack of performance, mm -hmm. and the bowel. And getting yep. the bowel detoxified, there's 26 foot that of piping. That virtually almost any disease starts in the bowel. 100%. There's, a, there's 26 foot of piping there. Mm -hmm. Small intestine has the surface area of the size of a tennis court. Mm -hmm. it, is, uh, it can get uh, congested mm -hmm. and mucousy and backed up with diverticulitis and polyps and false encasements. And this stuff is not picked up usually mm -hmm. for, to any real meaningful degree by colonoscopies, modern medicine's mm -hmm. approach to take a picture uh, of that area. And that uh, and and so what they've proven proven and this is from uh, Bernard Jensen and VE Irons and some of these other you know past practitioners mm. who've actually taken pictures of the stuff that came out when people would actually do a thorough bowel cleanse it would clear the bowel from toxicity and congestion and position that tissue to heal and become healthier and the mm. peristaltic action muscle groups to rebuild, restore, and repair, and promote normal function. So when you do that, then the liver and the pancreas and lungs say, oh, thank you, and lymphatic, now we have a place to dump to. What happens in the systems of the body is if you have one area, it's kind of like you don't, don't think about the drip in the faucet, think about the well. Mm -hmm. Well, the bowel is like the well to the body. Like that's where all the most important things are, okay? And when you clear that first, then all these other systems have a chance to flow mm -hmm. and perform properly and reduce stress through getting rid of toxins better and not shoving them to other systems you know when the liver when the bowel is congested it shoves to the kidneys and liver 
and then the kidneys start showing struggle, so it goes to the skin and the lymphatics, and it just builds up and backs up into all these other systems. It's kind of like if you have a clogged drain in the house. Mm. It's no different, really. That has to go somewhere, and it'll back up and go into other areas that it's not Mm. designed to be in. creates more struggle for the body. So bowel cleansers with ICF-1 and 2 are critically important. They must be done on a quarterly basis Mm -hmm. for ideal results. And once you get through that first one or two, and you kind of feel, you kind of get a feel for how your body responds mm-hmm. to asking it to do that. Then you know kind of what to expect. We can we can go so far in as education. We can tell and describe what our experience has been. But until you do it yourself, mm-hmm. right, and have that experience, there's really no way to to describe it. Yeah. But as you said, everybody that completes the process, yes, completes the process, always reports better performance. Better, um, you know, feel better, less aches and pains, better stamina, energy, better sleep. Uh, a lot of people stop snoring. Snoring is a big one with liver bowel congestion. Oh yes, yes. A, a lot of these things. So yeah. um, it's pretty amazing to watch what people go through and experience yeah. when they get through it. But they have to be taught properly how to do that. There's a way to implement ICF-1 beyond just what it says in writing, right? That's the that's the mechanics of it. We just captured that. Here's some mm. of the things to do. But the dynamics are when you start taking that and your body starts responding, do we need to really up it every day or should I stay there for two or three days? That's where the, the understanding that, you know, that structured flexibility comes into play. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Everybody needs to do it, but everybody's experience with it needs to be tailored. And yeah, you might have monitored. to adjust it. Like I had to I had to be on ICF-1 for a while before yep. I could bring an ICF-2. Most people are. Then I had to do lower doses of ICF-2 yep. when I first started because yep. the, the max, you know, how it was on the cleanse was overwhelming for me. But again, mm-hmm. I grew up in a very processed fast food um, GMO childhood as yep. far as everything I consumed. Yep. I was not going properly um, by the time I was a teenager, um, as Craig would say, if you're not pooping, you're dying. Yeah, that's always my favorite. That's yeah. a good. I mean, his education platform's a little shorter than mine. It's a little right? blunt, right there. It's blunt, but it's very accurate too. At the point, um, the other thing I want to clarify, um, especially for practitioners that are maybe new to coaching people through these cleanses, yes, is that sometimes um, clients will be maybe resistant to a bowel cleanse that doesn't sound like a fun thing to do like <laughs> when you start point. when like when you initially bring it up yeah. with someone like you know i'd yeah. really rather pass right it's kind of like a, right i mean and that's the whole point of a cleanse pass because our mind immediately does this uh, right and so what i see happen sometimes is clients will be like well you know i just did this other cleanse so i'm good Well, how do we know that other cleanse was truly effective? Because there's a lot out there that aren't. Um, Because I had done other cleanses several prior to coming here and then struggling, right, with the bowel cleanse. So they didn't really cleanse me the way I thought they did. Um, The other thing is, is that they will say, oh, well, I poop no problem three times a day. I know my bowels are good. So I can go ahead and fast forward to the liver gallbladder cleanse. And here's what happens. And I want to share this so that practitioners don't allow your clients to put you in this corner. Okay. Is that they say, oh, no, I don't need to do a bowel cleanse. I know my bowels are good. I poop three times a day religiously. 
Well, just because they poop three times a day religiously, we know they right. can still have some chronic buildup in there, and yes. it's not actually eliminating the way they think it is, yep. that they're perceiving that it is. Yep. So they fast forward, and they're like, I'm just going to dive into the liver gallbladder cleanse. And so their body starts trying to release things from the liver that have been built up for many years. And then what happens is is those toxins, because the bowels aren't eliminating as good as that person thought they were, mm-hmm. start recirculating in the body, yep. which makes the person feel absolutely horrendous. Yep. And then they turn around and think it's your fault yep. that I feel so poor that I can't function. That's right. Right? 100%. And so this is where it's important for practitioners clear to stand these things their ground by and yep. say, even if you feel like you don't need a bowel cleanse, yep. do it and humor me. Yeah, let's get through this. Yes. Let's get through this process. Um, it's definitely, definitely. And they may have it. to do it more than once. And they may have to do it more than once. Two to three times yes. on average the first time around, then once a quarter after that is usually sufficient. But guess what? It might take them almost a quarter to get through the first two or three. And that's okay. Yep. Right? This is not a... That's a, why we're not trying to get them to follow this exactly. That, that just gives... Yeah. A, that's just a frame of reference on how to, where to start, yep. how long it could take, proper spacing, because it's it, you got to give the body a chance to to, to, to do the work, right? Yep. And then take a break, yep. rest, recoup, then hit it again, right? Build up for the next cleanse, okay? But they will thank you. Yep. The cool thing I love about herbs, and we'll kind of wrap up with this and then share our special for next week, but the cool thing um, that I love about herbs that you really helped educate me on is that they they it's almost like this is how I see them. They're like gifts from Mother Earth. Yep. They help cleanse us, but they also help restore, rebuild, and repair. Mm-hmm. So they have both sides. Yes. That's why John was so much in love with herbs. That's what got my father so excited about them, is that they com- they have the elements, the components, the energies mm-hmm. to help the body cleanse itself and nourish itself. Yeah. Right to build that restoration and to repair, but also to perform and enhance um, any healing process that takes place. So Mm -hmm. that's uh, pretty cool. We also have a lot of support as far as doing group cleanses. This is a great time with everybody at home. You can actually lead a group cleanse online. We have a group where practitioners can join and add their clients, and we can all support them together so that clients can be at home realizing that they're not the only ones going through this cleansing process. So if you want to be added to that group, let me know. We'll get you an invite. Um, Like I said, a copy of this is in the file section, and we have a group cleanse starting in a little over a week, so you still can get in on that. This is a great time. Everybody's at home. We can drop ship directly to your clients, um, and it's just a win-win for everybody. Um, We also just want to share, every week we feature a different tincture. Buy four, get one free on top of your already amazing discount. Next week is... HP Multivac, yeah. which actually is a big shout out to Craig. We have this formula because of him. It's going to be for um, any bacterial concerns mm-hmm. um, because that is a, a threat to us as well sure. in our health. Immune system weakness is, and I'm glad you said it that way, yeah. because if you whether you have a bacteria, virus, parasite, uh, fungus called you know strep staph fungus yeah those are always symptoms of the problem and that's one of the things that's really challenging in this country is that we are so undereducated uneducated misinformed and misguided when it comes to how these bodies actually work mm-hmm. and more importantly what you can do 
as the layperson to position them mm -hmm. to perform optimally. Mm -hmm. If you have symptoms of these things, virus, bacteria, colds, you know, allergies, whatever it is, from because of parasites or yeast, mm -hmm. that is a symptom of the problem. The problem is you got a faulty immune system. The problem is you have a faulty uh, uh, your body's got it dealing with its inability to perform. That's the problem. And how do you correct that with everybody, regardless of who they are and what the concern is? You have to cleanse and you have to nourish. Mm -hmm. You have to cleanse and you have to nourish. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's why this is so important. So. We, we sometimes fall prey to the chasing the symptoms. Yep. Even practitioners, I know, get really you know, tunnel visioned on this is the thing I have. The thing is the problem. This is, or in, this is the thing that needs fixed. Yes. When in reality, the thing is not the uh, issue at all. It's the symptom of the problem. Mm -hmm. And when you focus on correcting the cause of why the thing is there guess what? The thing kind of just disappears, goes away, lessens, right? Farther and few between. We yeah. see it happen all the time clinically. Yeah. So get focused on the right things. Keep the main thing the main thing, and that is to cleanse and nourish. Your body will perform optimally, mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's a never-ending process. Yes. You don't have to do it perfectly, but be thoughtful and be consistent, and you'll get the best results there is. Yes. Thank you. So, also, we are doing a webinar this afternoon, 2 p.m. Mountain right. Standard Time. Make sure you join us for that. We are going in depth on the Maestro System Survey, yep. um, which is a great tool for any clinic or center, um, but super important right now for those that are only able to do remote work with their yep. clients. Yep. This gives you the ability to at least have a better idea of uh, what's going on with your clients. So yep. make sure you join us today at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's going to be over on Zoom. Um, check our events section. We'll post the link in there and on our in our Marco Polo group, which Marco we have Polo. for our wholesalers. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, care, for everybody. joining us. Uh, we go soon. live every Friday, uh, Mountain Standard Time, in yeah. this group, uh, yeah. 10 a.m. Take care. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us, by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast. <laughs>